Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the NRV Life on Mission podcast. The Life on Mission podcast is practical conversations focused on equipping followers of Christ to live on mission by teaming up and being the church. Reach out to us with questions or topics you would like us to discuss. You can reach out on our Facebook page, NRV Life on Mission, or send us an email at nrvlifeonmission at gmail.com. And now let's head on over to the heart of the New River Valley and take a listen to today's episode. We are live now. Welcome to today's episode of the NRV Life on Mission podcast. Our mission is, Dave. Using coffee or water. Which we have none today. Nothing. (laughs) Humor and the Bible to equip believers for life on mission, especially in rural contexts. That's right. Thank you guys for tuning in on Facebook Live today. But if you're listening later on, you might be listening to us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, or even Google Podcasts, which I've yet to meet someone who uses Google Podcasts. But that's okay, because we're there too, in case you do. I'm just, every time you say that, I'm just impressed. It's like, this is like his deal. Like, this oh, yeah. is his wheelhouse. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm watching you on TV announce that. I love it. Oh, yeah. He's, he's legit. Bobcats live, man. Bobcat Sports live. But we're not <laughs> courtside today. We are in studio, Dublin, Virginia. Studio side. <laughs> studio side. Also, if you didn't know, we uh, have an email. So if you have any topics or discussions or questions or um, whatever else there is to, to say to us, only if it's positive, leave us an email <laughs> at nrvlifeonmission at gmail.com. So with all that hodgepodge out of the way, the biggest question of the day, Dave, how you doing? I'm doing well, other than technology hiccups. Yeah. You, you, we were just talking before, and maybe it picked it up even on live if we were on live before. But, <laughs> you know, you get to a point three months in, you feel like, hey, let's turn the power on, plug it in, we're good to go. And it's just not that easy. No. Someone once told me that technology is great until you need it. Until you need it. Until you need it. And mm-hmm. even last night in our Wednesday night Bible study, which we've been doing like live for three months now, like you mentioned, my microphone wasn't coming through for like 10 minutes of it. And so I basically had to restart the whole teaching. Oh, wow. <laughs> 10 minutes into it. So anyways. You know what? If it was easy, though, we wouldn't appreciate it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. No doubt. So, um, well, today we have a guest speaker with us. Last week, people were making fun of us, Dave, because we were sitting at opposite sides of the table with uh-huh. so no one in between. And so we're social just distancing. Having a guest with any us. further apart. <laughs> I can't even see you. baby. So, um, but all the way from Giles County, Virginia, former teacher and coach, and now ministry leader of FCA. I believe your title is multi-area director of Southwest Virginia. You nailed it. All those, did I get it right? Man, all you're getting those? me fired up. Keep going. Like, all this right. is good. <laughs> Six foot five. Don't say the weight. Four. Don't say the weight. <laughs> Fit man, Mitch Reed. Oh, How you doing, Mitch? I'm great. Fit Thanks man. for having me. Definitely not the fit man. Gotta stay away from the cookies and cream, man. Um, no, but thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to be here, and this is cool. This is my first podcast. Awesome. First one. Hey, for, joining us. for people who may not know what FCA is, and we may be getting into this, but what is FCA? FCA is the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. It's a sports ministry. Been around since 1954. Um, started with a guy with a vision that basically said if Jackie Robinson could promote cigarettes 
why can't he promote the gospel? Yeah. So it was this idea of using athletes and their coaches for influence uh, to share the gospel. So Awesome. Yeah. I do want to mention you acted like you weren't fit or healthy, but you, we just got done talking about how you drink your coffee now. Not with half yeah. and half, not with milk, but oat yeah, but milk. I had oat those milk. Other... Milk. Oat milk. Yeah. Not oatmeal. Yeah. But oat shout milk. out to Tillman's who will be reopening soon. They had to shut down at Tech Coffee Shop. Great coffee shop, but I was having trouble with with uh, half and half in my coffee, and it's tearing my stomach up. And I'm like, this is not good. So I had to go to Black Coffee for a while, and then I mentioned that to the owner at Tillman's. He's like, oh, you should try this oatmeal latte I make. I thought, did you say oatmeal? That sounds gross. You put, it's hard not you know, to say oatmeal. Put coffee in oatmeal? I'm like, no, oat milk. Hmm. It's legit. So if you maybe talk to the guys at the Radford Coffee Company, maybe they can hook you up. So I, I'm a, I'm a, I like a little coffee with my creamer kind of a guy. <laughs> yeah. Is that something that, that I would potentially like? I think so. Because I can't do the black coffee thing, man. It, it's no. just too bitter. It's a different. I mean, when you taste it, you're like, oh, that's got a little hint of oatmeal. Like when you eat oatmeal, it's oh, got yeah? that little bit of flavor, but yeah. Chunky? No. No, it's actually thinner than half and half. Brown sugar yeah. cinnamon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah apple, it's the same thing like almond milk and, you know, soy milk and almond milk, and now they have oat milk. Yeah. Interesting. So, yes. Well, as much as I would like to say that you, um, you came today to tell us how to drink our coffee no. from now on, but uh, that way. yeah, oh, there we go. Now we're now we're ready to to talk with you. Well, Dave already asked one of the main questions: is mm-hmm. what is FCA Fellowship Christian Athletes? Sorry, I jumped the gun. No, that's Good. okay. That's great. <laughs> well, and you know the reason we do this podcast is to, we like to say have practical conversations for everyone listening and watching mm-hmm. right now. Whether you're a follower of Jesus, you're a ministry leader, and one of the things we like to do is bring some of our friends from what I would say ministries that are in our backyard right many people think missions and missionaries are those who go across the world to present the gospel well mm-hmm. we have missionaries in our own backyard that's taking the gospel out uh and to many mission fields which is what you guys are doing both on the field or on the court or even in the classroom right and, and, and morning huddles and so yeah. um just tell us a little bit about um kind of you know obviously fellowship of christian athletes right, right. athletes is the main go and mission field but what are some of your key focuses and and where are you guys at like we, we're here in dublin today if people are listening they live in radford dublin or wherever right. they are where where can they see fca right now oh man well, that's a big question we i'll just start by saying that i guess people that have heard of fca here in probably the last 15 to 20 years kind of see it as a school club and that has been our end and we're probably the only ministry that that does ministry inside the public school building because it's mostly student-led and hopefully student-led. And the teachers are just the open door for the kids to come and meet and share the word and have devotions and pray and do those kind of things. Well, as a, as a ministry, we looked at, the, you know, we were kind of gauging our ministry on the school clubs and realized real quick that we're a sports ministry. And so we've had new vision from leadership that we have this huge field that we're not really tapping into and not even hitting our goal of our mission of coaches and athletes. Mm. And so our, our ministry has really changed and we're trying to get more aligned with coaches. Mm. And we even have a ministry method of to and through the coach. That is what we're supposed to be doing now. Now we're not eliminating our school huddles. I mean, you, you served at Pulaski and you served at Radford High School. And you know those are great ministries that we want to keep going and equip with volunteers. but 
we really want to reach every coach and athlete, and that's in our mission statement, mm -hmm. to lead every coach and athlete. And I love that because for a long time it was to lead coaches and athletes. Mm. Well, what kind of mission is that, right? right? But to lead every coach and athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church. Mm. And we can't do it without the church. You right. know? So now we are on this push of if we believe that we can reach the coach and that coach is on fire for Jesus, what could happen to his athletes, his coaching staff, sure. to a community? And you look at a Dabo Sweeney or you look at a Doug Smith at Appomattox, and I know you've heard the stories of that guy. It's, it's, that's what we want. Mm. Um, and so not that we're just focusing on coaches, but if even if that coach is not sold on fire, if we can just minister to that coach and he allows the door to be open for right. our ministry yeah, to big. the teams and the players, that's why it's to and through the coach that we can believe we can impact a team. And if you, you know, you think about around here in Southwest Virginia, if a football team is impacted by Jesus, it's going to impact the whole community. Yeah. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're really growing and morphing. And then of course we, now we have, we, we, we just went through weeks of training here in the last month during COVID online, of course, with mm -hmm. the wonderful zoom. <sighs> Zoom. Anyway, are you zoomed out like we I are? I zoomed out. Okay, <laughs> I've got a Zoom call. I had one at eleven before I came here, and one at three thirty. But um, we we are more focused on discipleship. We feel like we've missed the boat as a ministry, and we've been evangelistic, and we've we've been reading the word and studying the word, but for what purpose? Mm. And so we have a new thing called E3, and we've been going through that, and that's something we've been trying to train coaches and athletes on, and it's E3, engage with the gospel in relationships, equip with the word, but then empower them to go do the same. It's disciples that make disciples that make disciples. That's right. and based on I'm writing this down. What is it? Engage with the gospel? Engage, equip, empower, E3. Equip what? Equip them with the word, yeah. All right. And then empower them to go make disciples on their own. Right. It's a multiplication. Yeah, good and stuff. so and so and it's it's a whole new thing for us and we're we're trying to you know get around. I think FCA for a long time did a great job of E two. I tell coaches that and athletes when I'm explaining this. We engage with the gospel, you know, we evangelize. We equip because we have huddles and, and small groups and things like that, Bible studies where we're teaching the word, right? But what's that last step? Why do we do those things? Yeah. It's to be empowered to go do the same thing with someone else. Absolutely. So anyway, that's that, a, that's a lot in a nutshell, but I wanted to just get that out there. And no, that's right. good. Share where we're at. There's a question I want to get to here in a few minutes, but, <clears throat> you know, Dave, you've been involved with the Flasky FCA huddle um, on, was it Tuesday mornings? Mm -hmm. You know, why don't you talk about a little bit how, you know, what, a year or two ago, it just has grown and you've seen, I mean, just talk a little bit about those listening right now, what all's going on with the Pulaski huddle, and what, what have you witnessed mm. there? <laughs> well, truth be told, I, I was not engaged this past year. So it's been, I'm a year removed from being a part of it. But it was it was really awesome because when when Mitch and Jimmy, uh, it, it was almost like cool timing. Uh, goodness, I guess around two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was, I mean, literally toward halfway through into the school year, it was maybe eight or ten kids maybe meeting in a classroom and then there just seemed to be this concerted unified effort in partnerships with other youth pastors and churches which i think is a key 
uh, teachers, multiple teachers within the school, and obviously students uh, willing to kind of uh, be the points. Mm -hmm. And they kicked off. It would have been fall of 2018, I guess. Um, And, man, it was within two, three weeks, had 30-plus kids. Wow. And had to shift from a classroom to the little th- or to the choir room, um, pretty quickly. And so it was it was a lot of momentum and uh, a lot of energy behind it. And I, I for me, I just had to bow out because of other like church ministry related like mm-hmm. pulls on my time. Um, but uh, there still is a great. I think it, the numbers have whittled down a bit, but there is still a great core to be worked with. And another curveball to that is. You know, Jimmy at the time, and we'll have him on here at some point yeah. too to share his ministry specifically, but he was focused on uh, Rafferty University and the high school, and then the gospel just went gangbusters at Rafferty University, yeah. so he had to divert more of his attention over there where, yeah. where the Lord was moving. Yeah. And so I think that impacted to some degree, but again, there's there's this great core still at the the high school to, to really build on for the sake of making disciples. Yeah, right. and I know at Rafford. You know, they, Rafford High School, we have a teacher there, Mr. Brown, that mm-hmm. even before Mitch, you came on board years ago, uh, just to be a leader in this area, um, he was kind of going solo and using the FCA name, but he would have classroom full of averaging 30 to 40 some kids, um, you know, yep. uh, every Friday morning there with donuts and, and juice for them. And at halftime, he'd do the devotion. He didn't care oh, <laughs> if yeah. he got in trouble for it. <laughs> yeah. That's, and that's we we don't encourage was. that, but I'm not going to tell somebody. Yeah, not to share what's on their heart. That's but, right. Uh, yeah. Well, that kind of leads into the question, Mitch. A lot of people we see, especially in our churches right now, um, they're mourning the fact that they believe that God has been completely removed from the school systems. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no trace of God seen throughout the hallways at all, and that kind of that kind of makes everyone a little depressed and disappointed, mm-hmm. and that's what they're praying. And, and here I am, friends with you and Jimmy Fuller, who we keep mentioning as Jimmy, and. And I'm like, I don't think that's the case. No. What would you say about that? I, I would say he's never been gone from the schools. He's been there the whole time. We just, um, you know, legally, parents, and I mean not parents, but uh, teachers and administrators are not ones who are supposed to be doing those kind of things. But the students have so much freedom. Yeah. And if parents are listening, you, you can empower your, your kids to say, you know, they can take their Bible to school. They can have Bible studies. They can do those things outside of uh, instructional time at lunch before school after school because they have all the freedom and so that's right. why fca's the door's been open so there are opportunities almost every school now we still got a lot of work to do there are schools that need it and have it i think they have it at double middle mm-hmm. um which i guess won't be much longer we'll just have Pulaski middle school Pulaski middle school Pulaski county middle school yes, I think Pulaski that's what county is. middle school um and you know uh, i think uh coach saunders is son kind of helped get going at the middle school at Dalton mm-hmm. too so you know anywhere there's sports you know uh, and we even have it at some elementary schools that have like Giles, Giles doesn't have middle schools you know we're still K through 7 Floyd County's the same way so we, we do have huddles at some elementary schools with the 6th and 7th graders and they're they're the best I'm telling you right now middle school kids they <laughs> think that this you know, Jesus is cool, you know. Yeah. You get to the high school, that's where we have a little struggle. Um, Jesus is not as cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, through sports, you know, and if you have the right influence and the right uh, people involved, 
you know, real quick, you know, Jesus, Jesus is real cool. And these athletes can find that out. So, sure. Yeah. yeah. One thing I really appreciate <clears throat> about you guys is the fact, like you mentioned, administrators and teachers legally can't mm-hmm. you know, talk about their faith openly, you know, so to speak. And even though our students can and you're empowering them to, to live out the gospel, I mean, you guys are very respectful to really the freedoms you have of being in the schools. Oh, and, yeah. and you're not going to push the limits. Um, I mean, that's going to turn more people off from the gospel right. and from your ministry, right? That's right, yeah. And we just, you know, we're just, if God opens the door, we're going to run through it. But we're also going to be, we're trained on, you know, listen, don't compromise great coaches and great teachers who, um, who are opening the door and allowing students to meet in their classroom or in the locker room, um, but don't push them too far to where they're compromising their position. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, no, God's been great. I mean, this, this of course is Southwest Virginia, and we got a lot of great administrators who have not. They they understand that they can't stop students from meeting and and haven't been too weary and too scared mm-hmm. of allowing FCA to come in. And, and a lot, I mean, really, a lot, most of the time we're running into administrators who are believers mm. and superintendents who are believers, and they, awesome. they love it. And they know that we bring character and morals. <laughs> Even if it is Jesus, we're also in that realm of, uh, of teaching character. And, mm. you know, so, but no, God's been good. And we're, we're, as a ministry, you know, my role changed. I was that guy that when I first started, you know, I had, they, were, they gave me 19 high schools and, all the feeder middle schools, which ended up being in the 40s and 50s. And I was like, that's right. When I get this job, I'm going to run to every single school. I'm going to be there every day. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna share the gospel myself. But, you know, that's where we rely on volunteers heavily. But yeah. <laughs> one of the things we've done recently is, and then my new role, uh, my, my main goal is is I'm still doing that stuff because I, I get fired. I mean, I just I get fired up walking into a room and hearing a student share a devotion or lead a prayer. Uh, that fuels me, you know, mm-hmm. and just to see the young people responding and sharing. But uh, my role now is hiring. Like, we, we feel like we're short on staff. I mean, like I said, when I first started, I had 50 schools. Like, how is that possible? Mm-hmm. you got to engage a lot of volunteers who are already strapped and busy. Yeah. And that's almost impossible. Yeah. So how do you meet that need without, you know, because a volunteer is different wherever you go. Mm-hmm. And they're different right now. I mean, we've got – volunteers who that's what they do fca is their thing they give it everything they got and they're almost like a staff person mm. you don't nearly really need staff but most places it's they're teaching driver's ed they've got three kids at home they're they're teaching youth at their church whatever it may be so volunteers it's like you know it, it could go to the next step but they just don't have the capacity right. so we're multiplying the staff and so right now my new role is from i'm covering from bottom top all the way down to lee county Wow. I'm building a team of directors and then reps in those areas. And we've, we've hired in Southwest Virginia three new staff since last fall. That's awesome. We hired um, a guy in South Roanoke as a director. We hired Adam Clapp mm-hmm. um, from Montgomery County and Floyd County as an area rep. And then Virginia Tech, who I'm now I'm – le- uh, I'm leading Dave Giddings, and he's leading staff there. Um, he's a campus director. He hired a guy from Abington named Corey Bird, used to be the long snapper. Virginia okay. Tech, and so he nice. was hired in January. He was the first hire of January 2020, and he was the 2,000th staff ever hired in the history of FCA. Wow, that's it was awesome. kind of cool, like that's 2000, 2020. Yeah, wow. so and he's working with the track team. I mean, they hired him full time, and he's just doing track and tennis. 
and he was the last hire before a pandemic hit. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we might have got a few more in there. But, oh. uh, but actually, we hired Adam Clapp during the pandemic. Oh, there you go. He, he really he fund, fully got fully funded uh, during the middle of, of COVID. Which is awesome. amazing. It was amazing, yeah. Um, so During well, that we time, heard we heard that. Yeah. We heard that early on, that like during these, these crises, like the Lord really mobilizes his people to sure give does. where there's need. And so that's yeah. yet another fruit story, of that yeah. so that's good stuff yeah so how are how are you guys doing during this pandemic you know I, i've told a lot of people we've had a, just a couple here recently but for the first two months of this thing i mean i can run a report and i can run a report of all my staff and myself and it's it's over it's over 400 and some monthly donors hmm. churches individuals businesses and we lost zero monthly support. That's cool. Of all those staff. That's fantastic. It's unbelievable. People were still faithful. Um, and it's great. And we even had people reach out during that time. Because they were worried about us. You know, they're worried about the ministry. That's awesome. People losing support saying, hey, hey, how's, how's everybody's funding going during this time? Mm. Are they losing? I'm like, nah, man, God's faithful. So, mm. yeah, it's been awesome just to see him continue. To, that means he wants it to continue, you know? Sure. God yeah. is just showing how great he is and he wants the glory. So, yeah. It's been great. So how does FCA, um, we're all about how we can partner with ministries and how partner, uh, ministries can partner with us churches and all around the same commonality, which is getting the gospel out to all the nations. So how can churches get involved and how are you getting involved with churches, I guess, is what we want to well, hear. Well, I, I tell you, I've got a lot of great relationships with churches. And then you, you two guys are an example right now. You Both of your churches are supporting FCA uh, financially, but you also serve. And that's it. That's that's it. You know, it's it's pray, serve, and give. You know, um, we want people to be involved um, if they feel led to give because they can't be involved as a volunteer. But we have opportunities for people. We I, all the time. Can I get a speaker for this school? Can I get a speaker for this school? And and we volunteers can walk right up into a public school as a guest because it's a school club, and and share the gospel. And people don't know that. I yeah. mean, they really don't. But through FCA. I can get you inside that door to go in and share the gospel with a room full of kids. Mm. and um, But you guys knew that already because you're already supporting. But that's what we want churches to know. Yeah. We're an open door. And you, you can walk right in there as the youth pastor or a pastor of so-and-so church, and you can go in and say, hey, I'm the pastor of this church. We're located right over here. I'm here to share with you today. I mean, because a lot of the kids that come don't have a home church. Mm. Right. They're just there for the donuts or their friend invite them. <laughs> yeah. And they may have never heard the gospel before. And it's an opportunity not only to maybe lead somebody to Christ, but invite them to your church and because they, they see that face and they'll recognize you. So that's churches are huge for us. And then, of course, if we have an event, we, you know, we really try to take down information and we try to plug them in to, you know, well, this is a church that is true Bible teaching church, you know. Uh, we, we're not denominational, but we, we've partnered with churches who, who teach the gospel, share the gospel, and, um, and believe in discipleship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we, uh, we really like those kind of churches to come in. And then, again, not only volunteering, but, you know, um, serving on boards. Like, I'm looking to really expand my, my board. And I know Jimmy's the same way, mm-hmm. trying to grow his dream team and, 
and I'm trying to grow my board because that expands influence. Yeah. And we, our board is not one of those that tells me what to do. It's they're an extension of me. Mm. You know, they say they're on the board and then they go help us raise funds. They help us serve at events and they just become an extension of our staff. And so, man, we're looking to grow that because I think that's more influence. Mm. And usually people that are on boards are influential, you know, in some capacity. And so, um, yeah, we're just looking to expand and grow in that regard. But, you know, all those people have home churches. And so we, we're looking for diversity within our board yeah. um, in lots of ways, females and minorities and pastors from different churches and different denominations. Mm-hmm. And, again, as long as it, they are gospel-centered and they follow our statement of faith uh, and, and meet those guidelines, that we want, we want to partner with churches in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. We've got a couple of questions on the thread that we'll ask. I want to ask this question too. If if there happens to be a parent listening, is there is there a way? And I'll segue this one into one of the questions too. Is there a way for a parent to get connected and involved with FCA? And then the question online was, even if they can't get directly involved, how can how can folks in the NRV like stay in the loop with what's going on with with FCA? Yeah, so I, I mean, parents, uh, a lot of a lot of parents that we have actually serve and speak at Huddle. They may bring donuts. You know, maybe maybe you reach out to your school if they have FCA there. That's a, that's kind of another question. But um, if they have FCA there, then you 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 go ask that person that's in charge, what Jeff Brown at Radford or mm-hmm. or Brady Deal at Pulaski. How can I help you? You know, can I bring donuts? Can I serve? Can I speak? Um, Breakfast casseroles and, are really and, you know, good, too. I think, right. And <laughs> yes. I, you know what? I think yes. one of the things I've told people is one of the most powerful forces for our young people in our young people's lives is the mom, mm-hmm. okay? Because moms get things done. Yeah. And so <laughs> I'm telling you, they get things done. And, yep. and, and so someone who wants to get involved with a ministry like FCA at their school will also be the promoter, you know, um, help us share the things that we were doing and that kind of follows into how do they follow us and we have facebook twitter instagram um we have a southwest virginia fca uh, facebook page we have a new river valley facebook page i'm still looking for staff you know if anybody's interested in full-time ministry Mm. i'm hiring lots of people Mm. um i've got a vision-based staffing plan that that from botetot to wise that if we fill it up like god's ordained the way the way national has probably kind of aligned, they took a lot of time for prayer and fasting to to make sure that this was right. But we want one area rep for every three to four schools, one male, one female. So if you run that out from Botetourt to Wise, you're talking forty seven staff, hmm. and that's every college campus too. Hmm. One male, one female for every college campus, every middle, every, every and then every three to four high schools, and we and then the middle schools fall into that. But uh, so we're looking to grow. And so we need somebody for NRV. We still have a New River Valley FCA um, we have a website, um, but, but we have a Facebook page for New River Valley. We have a Facebook page for Southwest Virginia. And then a lot of our staff have created their own. Uh, Kate Vaughn, and, and uh, she's down in um, Twin Counties, in Galax, Grace, and Carroll. Um, she's got a Twin Counties FCA. Um, then Adam Clapp started Montgomery County, Floyd County, Instagram. And so... We're all out there on social media, but we also have a website, and it's um, the main website for my, me and my staff, and you can go on there and see all the staff and prospective staff that are currently raising support. I've got four people currently raising support nice. to join us to expand the ministry. 
but is S is um, swvafca.org. Hmm. So it's Southwest Virginia. It's swvafca.org. Awesome. And uh, all our social media is on there, and they can click on there and do that. But yeah, hope I answered that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Well, I tell you, I. <clears throat> you know, me being part of the FCA ministry for a couple of years now mm-hmm. with you guys and watching you, I mean, you come to our church, you know, just to raise support for the first time and talk a little bit about what did you do before you went into FCA? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I In 11th grade, I was watching one of my, uh, my coaches and social studies teacher teach, and he was just having fun, man. And I thought, man, I like kids. I enjoy young people, you know, working with kids. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a teacher and a coach. And I had no other – I never, you know, went away from that plan um, and then became a teacher and coach. And I coached and taught in a few different places uh, after graduating from Radford. Um, I was in I was in Campbell County at William Campbell for about three years mm-hmm. and uh, uh, coached with Coach Saunders at Radford yeah. down there. He was on staff, on football staff, and I was yeah. on the football staff there. And, I coached baseball and basketball down there. And then I moved back. Uh, my wife and I started dating. She was still going to Radford and um, was getting ready to graduate. And I got a job in Floyd at Willis Elementary School. I taught there without coaching for a year. Didn't know if I was going to get back into it or not. And then a guy that was my rival um, <laughs> back in high school, Brian Harmon, asked me to – he said, man, you got to come help me. And I remember you from high school. And I thought, well, I'll get back into it. So I served on his basketball staff for two years and taught at Willis, and then uh, the year that I coached JV um, at Floyd, I got asked to uh, kind of, a lot of people from Giles started saying, come back, we have a job, we have a head basketball job, and ended up being the head basketball coach and government teacher there. I taught, I only coached seven years, and then I just taught for four more years without coaching, because we started having lots of kids at home, and it got a little too much, so uh, anyway, so yeah, um, but yeah, I, I after teaching and coaching for a while, I uh, just felt led in a different direction. I didn't know what it was, mm-hmm. um, and I thought it was administration. So I went back to Radford, got my master's, going to be a principal, and I actually applied for two jobs. During the while I was applying for jobs, I was also talking to a guy about FCA, and he told me about fundraising, and I thought, that's crazy stuff. Yeah. I got lots of kids at home. Yeah, that's ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I just said no way, Um, and I kind of kept pushing that away. And these two interviews I had, one of them was right down the road here at Pulaski for uh, Mark Hanks's job. And um, you know, God closed both of those doors, and I thought, wow, I thought I had both of those. I thought those were going to be slam dunks, but uh, you know, that's how God works, and He just opened the door. I mean, wide open. Yeah. That's even a longer story. He used people to speak just, you know, like those punchy in the mouth type mm-hmm. God moments where you're like, God is calling me to ministry. Mm-hmm. God is calling me to ministry. And I don't know how this is going to happen, but I, I will, I, this is where I got to. I will regret not doing anything else because I know this is what God's done. And yeah. he's, he's laid the path right there for me. I just got to take that hard step and say, okay, Lord, I know this is crazy. I know missions is nuts. Like, how am I going to raise money to support my family? But he provided for me. Mm. And uh, that was, uh, you know, the testament of your church and um, people like that opening the door to me to speak in front of churches. And so I, I'm actually, um, 
uh, not a lot of staff can say this. I think FCA is the average. Six percent of our FCA staff are supported by churches. Really? And I'm near 25. Wow. And so Praise God it, for it that. is good. It is good. And I, you know, like I said, I don't know if I'd be fully funded without the, the churches. Yeah. So I think it's crazy for churches not to jump on board with you guys. You know, I just sit there looking at it, and I'm like, you know, this is in our backyard. I know, These man. are the kids that are coming to our youth ministry. These are kids that are living on the same street as our church building. And like we said, we, we always, in prayer time, it seems like when we do an open prayer time, corporate prayer time, someone says, we need to pray that God gets back in them those schools. You know, we got to get prayer back. And yeah. I'm like, God's there, you know. Yeah, he, <laughs> you know, he's yeah, working. He's never left. FCA's yeah. there. And yeah. you have opportunities to even, like, propel that. Yep. Mm-hmm. But you got to support. Yeah. That's that's one of the reasons that I, I really uh, have enjoyed the partnership with FCA too is is the the local church and I went through seasons in my life where I was really struggling with the local church mm-hmm. just like a lot of folks who've grown up in church and have those scars and frustrations and see the brokenness especially from an internal staff level mm-hmm. and um, so obviously have cr- come back full circle and have grown to love the church and see the biblical mandate of the church and so the partnership that FCA and the vision that FCA has to partner with local churches is critical to me oh, yeah. because the ministry in the schools is is desperately needed, but then what happens after school? And if you've not bridged the gap between where those kids are now, spiritually and emotionally, to a local, a healthy local, biblically anchored, anchored church, church, excuse me, when they go to college, then what? Right. You know, when they when they get out of college, then what? And so helping bridge that gap and, and and connecting them to not just one church, not just one denominational tribe, but the church, and then let the Holy Spirit decide mm-hmm. wherever they land. Yeah. But some way to get them connected to the local church is really really what uh, has been encouraging to me with FCA and like you and Jimmy, and and I think you guys are the only real local leaders that I know personally. Mm-hmm have a deep heart for that and so that's what's been really encouraging is in Pulaski you know having you know Jeremy Fleener yeah. and and multiple local right. uh, youth leaders and, and folks helping from different yeah. churches uh, I think that speaks more power for the gospel yeah mm-hmm. um, so anyway I, I appreciate that about you guys and right. FCA it's co- important for our youth ministry not only our youth pastors but also pastors in general but you just take for you know example like Sean with you guys and Pastor Joe for us like two youth guys that are that are pouring into the youth ministry you know you know if we can tag if they can tag up with you guys I mean yeah. that's just yeah. even more powerful again you guys are in our backyard you're outside our office walls you're outside yeah. our yeah. church walls mm-hmm. in our context we better be partnering up with yeah. you guys and I think the beauty of that is like where churches who who share the gospel who believe in salvation who believe that Jesus rose from the dead and that's the only way to heaven that's the ones we partner with and and even there's a lot of differences in denominations they can agree on that because mm-hmm. that's where fca stops i yeah. mean we just we won't see kids come to the lord and go to heaven right. i mean that's it bottom line and, and yeah. then do the same thing through through being empowered to make disciples and yeah be the evangelist god's called you to be through matthew 28 yeah you know so you know i think it's beautiful because we see that we we have a fields of faith event and then you get all these different pastors coming yeah, and you never know what church, you know what I'm saying, what they believe. But man, they're there worshiping and they they're bought in and, and, and you know. So well, I, you keep it about Jesus. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. 
Well, and you hit all the high points, in my opinion, as a pastor, who I'm trying to listen for a believer, you know, saturated in the gospel, mm -hmm. taking the gospel out, living out the gospel, discipleship, you mm -hmm. know, it just doesn't stop by, you know, you get a convert or someone who makes an emotional decision at one of your camps, you know, you guys are investing in them from that point forward. Mm -hmm. And and not only that, but you also invite followers of Jesus Christ that, you know, in our local churches, hey, come with us, you know, yeah, come in absolutely. the doors, make a breakfast casserole for this huddle this week right. and come deliver it and just be a part of it inside our, our public school system. Yeah, that's, that's pretty right. awesome. Prayer support. Yep. Yeah. Prayer support too. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. So, well, Mitch, thanks, man, for taking time Absolutely. today to come on in. You want to let him put a shout out for the golf tournament? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. I meant to put that. Yeah. Go it's ahead. Paper Valley. We're going to have a, a fundraiser golf tournament for FCA. It's July 17th. Shotgun at one o'clock. We, we're not going to get to have the meals we get to normally have, but we're still going to have fun and have some prizes. And both these guys play in that every year. And it's like I said, it's July 17th. Shotgun start. It's, and you can go to the website that I told you, swvafca.org backslash golf, and you can go right online and register. And it even gives you the option to say, well, I'm going to register, but I'll pay later mm -hmm. at the golf tournament. And you can do that. And then cool. that's all, all. All I would like for you to do is if you have a team you want to play, just get registered online. It keeps it all uh, organized for me. Um, but you can pay online too. So, cool. And yeah. if I'm a local business owner – and don't play golf, don't care about golf, but I want to support that. You can go right whole on sponsorships. Line. Same way, yeah, whole sponsorships. We have sponsorship packages where you can put your sign on every golf cart. So you just go online to the same website, and it gives you that option to, to do it there too. Awesome. So, yeah, we'd love to have some sponsors. We, we know this is a rough time, and some of the sponsors we've had in the past we've reached out to, and they've said, listen, it's just not good this year. With We've been hurt a little bit during this time, and we completely understand that. And so we, but uh, if you're not in that position, man, we'd love to fill that gap for us. It'd be great. Yeah. Mm, awesome. Well, yep. Dave, you want to close us out in prayer today? Yeah, man. Sweet. Let's do it. Lord God, we just do thank you for uh, who you are, uh, for being a God that uh, doesn't move. And Lord, you are stable, you are sovereign, and you are providing. Uh, Lord, even through pandemics, you're showing how you continue to uh, see your will through, Lord, by, by provision for FCA staff, provision for local churches. And, Lord, we just thank you for that, Father. Thank you for Mitch. Thank you for Jimmy and the other uh, FCA staffers, Lord, who just have a heart for the gospel of Jesus, and they have a heart for the local school systems and specifically students and coaches. And, uh, Father, pray that you would continue to move through the school systems uh, Lord, provide uh, leaders to fill these holes that, that Mitch is currently seeking. Uh, Father, and I just pray, Lord, that uh, there's just a movement. Regardless of how schools open up this fall, I pray that uh, FCA and other parachurch ministries like them, uh, Lord, who just want to keep it about Jesus and introduce these students to you, Lord, mm -hmm. I pray that you would just uh, pave the way, uh, blaze the path, open the doors, Lord, and just uh, provide opportunities for students who are currently living in hopelessness to experience hope uh, that can only be found in Jesus Christ. Right. And I just pray this in his beautiful name. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Yeah, man. Episode 13.